0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Gordon Dean, and this is the Soar's Seed Pod podcast. Thanks so much for joining the Sower Seed Pod podcast. As you are well aware by now, I am your host, Gordon Dean, and we have an interesting opportunity here in front of us. I was recently doing a little bit of uh, research, and I found that uh, one of the less preached passages of Scripture Comes from the book of James. It's uh, chapter 2, verse 26. And let me read that to you real quick. And keep in mind, this is coming from the ESV or English Standard Version. For as a body apart from the Spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Now, as you might imagine, there's a lot of folks that want to uh, try to call that out as some sort of hypocrisy from the Bible because uh, all throughout, especially the New Testament, we're basically told that faith alone saves. It's faith in Christ as God's Son, as the creator of the universe, as the sacrifice for our atonement And yet here is a little passage of scripture that basically says that faith without works is dead. In fact, that's exactly what it says. Faith without works is dead. Now, I was really surprised because I I actually did quite a bit of, of looking into it and found out that this really is one of the least preached upon passages of Scripture, and I find that really interesting for a number of reasons. Not the least of which being, first and foremost, I look folks, I have been blessed over the years. I have had the privilege of learning under some of the I think greatest pastors that have ever been anywhere near me. I mean, granted, I'm sure there are plenty of of really just amazing pastors. I mean, and several come to mind. I mean, you know, like uh, uh, Greg Laurie and oh um, uh, Jeremiah. Oh, you know that guy. Does that show that on the radio? Yeah, him, that one. Um, David Jeremiah, that's his name. Um, again, great, great biblical pastors. Um, I personally, I um, I was saved and, and learned very young under David Poor, um, ironically enough, from Texas originally, and then um, transferred out to this little itty bitty podunk church in the middle of nowhere, California. Um, when we re uh, reignited our faith, uh, came back to God as a family. I um, had the privilege of making that journey under the guidance of uh, Drew Buell from Cool California again not originally from Cool but you know hey nobody's perfect and then since I've been here in Texas I've been blessed with one really great pastor uh, one not so great pastor and then we bought a house three minutes away from First Baptist Church of Perrin, Texas, and our pastor there, Mark Sims. He's he's an amazing preacher, and one of the things that all of these men that I've named have had in common is that none of them, to the best of my knowledge, have ever shied away from the quote-unquote difficult parts of Scripture. Um, and in fact, to be blunt, Drew in Cool. Uh, prided himself on going after some of the uh, seemingly sticky parts of the Bible because the fact of the matter is that the Bible is not contradictory. There's a lot of people that seem to think that it is. They want to use uh, passages like uh, James 2.26 to try to prove that it is. And the irony of this is, then, if this is one of the least preached upon passages of scripture, then there are a lot of pastors out there doing their congregation a huge disservice. Because this is actually, in in my opinion, this is one of the more um, critical pieces of scripture. When you want to start talking about figuring out how to apply scripture to your daily life, this one for me, comes right near the very top of the list. But there's more to it than just this particular passage, or I should say this particular verse. In order to really get a feel for this, you've got to back up quite a bit. Um, in fact, actually, to be blunt, I would recommend reading the book of James. It's, it's only a few chapters long, um, it's you know quick and easy. Uh, in fact, even go to your Bible app and just look—you know—look up, read through James or something to that effect. Because when we look at the books of the Bible that were written by the apostles, this one gets overlooked a lot. Because you know, of course, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John—you know—the Gospels of Jesus, and then of course Paul's letters, Timothy's letters. Uh, John's revelation in his letters, I mean all of this stuff they, they have a tendency to just absolutely overshadow some of these other things because they're a lot more sensational than some of these other writings and it's, it's really a sad thing to me because while I won't deny, look man Paul oh, that man could write and 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 the way the Holy Spirit spoke through him in these letters is just absolutely inspiring. But what I'm getting at is that if you want to be able to apply scripture to your life, you've got to dig deeper. And look, James, he's not flashy, and he, he's only he's only got one short little book, if you will. But in my opinion, there is a huge. Huge amount of information packed into that so what I'm gonna do for just a second I'm gonna back up this is again James chapter 2 and again there's a lot of it here but let me back up to verse 14 because I want to kind of flesh out this one verse that's supposedly so uh, controversial and then expound on it because you know me and how much I love having stuff taken out of context right well anyway we back up to James chapter 2 verse 14 Um, if your Bible has the segments it is even uh, entitled faith without works is dead so starting at chapter 4 excuse me verse 14 what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food and one says to them go in peace be warmed and filled seems to be I don't want to say contradictory because the fact of the matter is it's not the the Bible uh, the Bible doesn't contradict itself and if you pay close attention to the whole passage that I read you'll see that there's no contradiction there whatsoever in fact when we talk about the the clarifying factor if you will the you know show me your your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith through my works that really I think is the the defining factor of this because if you claim to have faith in God and yet your actions don't show that you have faith in God then what you're doing is you're causing at the very least people around you to question whether or not you have faith in God. Now, understand very clearly, this is not necessarily if you don't go out and do XYZ, PDQ, LMNOP, you're not saved. Again, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no part of that that says that without works, your faith does not save you. It does not justify, it does not redeem What it's saying is that if you don't act on that faith, if you don't let others see that faith through you, then you are not living in faith. Now, keep in mind, folks, I'm not talking about going out and, oh, look at me, I'm donating $100 to a homeless shelter, you know, whatever it is. I'm not talking about drawing attention to yourself what i'm talking about is uh the the fruits of the spirit. Uh if you want to take a quick look at what Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, um Galatians chapter 5 starting at verse 22, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things There is no law. So to to start with, the very minimum, the very basic, if you have faith in God and if you are living in a way that you are trying to, to thank him for the forgiveness that he has brought to you. You will begin to develop these fruits of the Spirit. Love. The Bible is very clear that love is an action. It's not an emotion. It is a verb. You, you love on people. You don't just feel a love for someone. I'm not saying you, you don't feel love for people. But what I'm getting at is that the Bible, again, very clear, that love is a verb. And what does that look like? It could look like, you know, spending one day a month, just one day a month, at a local homeless shelter. It doesn't have to be anything huge. And that's not the only option available. I'm just throwing out random examples. Now, I can continue to go on and on and on and on, just tying this two verse piece from Galatians into this one single verse from. Uh, James, but I think, frankly, I, I think it's more important to uh, call out a few more examples. So James made, you know, when you when you go back to what was it, verse fourteen, James made some very specific reference to Abraham. Abraham had faith, certainly, but what did God tell him to do? you're going to pick up and you're going to take your family and you're going to go move over here. God gave him a job to do and it was his faith that prompted him to carry that out. That's how he demonstrated his faith. If he had just moved there without having been told by God to do so, it wouldn't have been faith, now would it? No, it would have just been you know couple of minutes on realtor.com and rent a u-haul truck two very different things he went there because he had faith in god and to be frank the list goes on and on and on and on you can take a look even uh, as far back as adam god gave him a job to do if he had no faith in God he wouldn't have followed through and we'd all been in trouble because one of those was go forth and populate the earth in other words make lots and lots of babies and if he hadn't done that now we all been in trouble uh... told noah go build an ark well he had faith it wasn't a matter of faith he had to do something to demonstrate that faith. God gave him a job, and Noah went and did it in faith, because nobody knew it was going to rain, and nobody knew it was going to rain like that. God told him it was going to happen, and he had faith, and he acted upon that faith. If he hadn't, what would have happened? Oh, he'd have been dead. Well, now, wait a minute. That almost sounds like an exact explanation of what faith without works is dead could mean. Well there's a number of different things. The fact of the matter is that God always gives his faithful a job to do. Again don't misunderstand ladies and gentlemen this is not about being saved by our own hand or by doing things just because God has given us a task to complete. But the fact is that God gives us a task to complete because of our faith in Him. Think of it as a test of faith. I'm not entirely sure that's what it really is, because God knows our hearts and He knows how faithful we are or are not, but this is how we we live through and by faith it's not just sitting there and chanting i believe i believe i believe i'll have another cup of coffee i mean this is not this is not how faith works so to look at this in any other light and say oh well now wait a minute this little passage over here in james is is very contradictory to the rest of the bible the rest of the gospel No, it's not. If anything, it ties the Old Testament and the New Testament together. It shows that God is the same from the beginning to the end. It shows that just because God gave Adam a job to do because of his faith and Moses a job to do because of his faith and Abraham a job to do because of his faith and Joshua a job to do the list goes on and on and on so if you're sitting there in church and you're wondering to yourself well I must be a good person because I have faith in God well that's That's fabulous. It really truly is. But my question is, what are you doing with that faith? Are you sitting there and just relying on the fact that you believe in God? Or are you going out there and being his hands and feet? Are you reaching out to the lost? Are you feeding the hungry? Are you vacuuming the carpets at the church? I've, you know, I I made this. Uh, uh, allusion, if you will, to a a previous podcast where I'm telling you about things that you can do to help your pastor out. Well, we do these things because of our faith. Vacuum the church. Restack the chairs. Do a little something just to help out. I promise you that you will get a return. And you know, it's funny, Um, I I had every intention of of recording this particular podcast today, and I was on my way to my quote-unquote recording studio. If you know where I'm at doing this, you'll find that particular moniker rather amusing, but I digress. The point is, on my way in, I was listening to a radio pastor who was talking about, uh, among other things, using your spiritual gifts. Uh, basically, you know what it what it boiled down to was, you know, you may you may think that you have uh, a great oratory, or that you know you can you can preach a, a great sermon, and that may be true, but that might not be the gift that God is calling you to use. And if you don't use the gifts that He's called you to use, in other words, if you are not following in faith where he's leading you your gift is going to atrophy it's going to shrivel but all you have to do is jump in just a little bit one toe just just stick your toe in the water and you're gonna find out just how warm that water is and before you know it, you're gonna be up to your neck and I'm frankly folks I'm living proof of this I I tried for so long God could not possibly use me for anything of this nature, but I had to start blogging. I had to start putting this stuff down. I, I'm, I'm watching the news. I'm seeing all the stuff that's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm literally losing my mind because I don't understand how people can't be looking at what's going on and go, Woohoo! Yeah, Bible has an answer for that one too." A book written, arguably, thousands of years ago has answers. Why? So I I just hey I started blogging a little bit. Just just kind of put my thoughts down on, on paper, so to speak. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at maybe doing some some YouTube videos. But before I can even get that going, I've got people climbing up my back, believers and unbelievers, both telling me that I need to do a podcast. And it took me a little bit, but I I finally acquiesced and the more I do this the more I realize this is where I'm I'm being called to ministry that I am being called by God to to spread this word in this way and the more I get into it the more easy it becomes the the more he brings me material to work with and goes you need to again who honest to goodness Who sits there and thinks to themselves, hmm, I wonder what the least preached upon passages of Scripture might be, and then decides that he's going to do a podcast on that. Look, I'm not trying to blow my own horn, I'm trying to give you an example. I know of which I speak, and this is why my objective with these uh, podcasts is to help you take Scripture and apply it to real life. And the funny thing is, it's not as difficult or mysterious as people want to think that it is. It's actually very, very simple. And a good portion of it is outlined in the Bible itself, which is why I, you're always going to hear me harp on this. Day and night, night and day, study your Bible. Don't just read it. Study it. Meditate upon it. Focus on it. Deliberately set time aside that you can have quiet time. I I recommend this worked really well for me. Again, this is my experience. I'm just sharing it with you. I deliberately set my alarm for 15 minutes before I need to get up to go do whatever it is I've got to do before I go to work or whatever it is. And that 15 minutes is is mine. It's, It's all mine. To spend with God. And I know that's not much. And and of course, obviously when I'm doing, you know, prep for these podcasts, I kind of think I spend more time in the Bible, which again helps me to grow my faith. Oh, look, another work that is keeping my faith alive. Look, guys, I'm sorry. I I know I go off on tangents sometimes. It just it frustrates the ever-living daylights out of me when when we've got something that is, is, is honestly so incredibly blatant and yet so many want to make such a big mystery out of it when the reality is that faith without works is of no value to the world, to the lost, to the seeking, the searching, the people who have questions we can't reach out to them unless we do so in faith. I know this one's running long, and I apologize. I, as, if you know me, you know how difficult it is for me to rein this in sometimes. I apologize if my frustrations come through, and I apologize if maybe my examples haven't been the best. But James was right. Faith apart from works is of no value. It is dead. If you truly have faith in God, your works will show it. And if they don't, maybe it's time to question where your faith actually lies. I know it's a tough thing to say, and I'm certainly not trying to be accusatory about it. And that's the great thing about these podcasts If something I say pricks your spirit, you don't have to worry about somebody staring you down while you're evaluating your relationship with God. But you can always reach me via email. You can send me an email. You can send me a text. You can reach through my my webpage, any of these things. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions as best I'm able. So until next time. This is the Sower Seed Pod sod, Podcast, and I'm your host, Gordon Dean.